Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, this is Freddie Spencer reporting after the 2018 Italian Grand Prix at Mugello. First off, it's one of my favorite tracks. Uh, the track in the Tuscany Hills in the central part of, northern central part of Italy is one of the favorites for riders and fans alike for many reasons. One is it's extremely technically demanding. It's why it makes it a great test track. It's uh, why a lot of the car manufacturer Ferrari goes, I know, goes there and so does so does Ducati and, and many, many teams test there. And so it's in a very exciting circuit. In fact, for me, it's one of my favorites because I, I won my first year in Grand Prix racing there in September of, of 1982, my first season. And it was then the San Marino Grand Prix, the Italian Grand Prix, or what was called the Nations Grand Prix at that time, was at Mizano in the spring of 1982. And so they would run Mugello in the fall, uh, call it San Marino. So the other thing uh, that makes it special for me is the fact that I won in 1985, the first time I won both races in the same day. And it was an extremely difficult track. It takes like that day because of the heat there in that valley, which makes it an incredible ambiance from the standpoint of the spectators because up on the hills and things as we see with the with the great crowd there it but it also makes it very hot in that valley and the temperatures can rise so it makes it tough on tire choice makes it tough on bike setup and it's just physically demanding so i won both races there in 1985 and for sure it was the toughest day of the season but it was certainly one of the most special Going into the weekend, you always expect the crowds to be favoring their local hero, uh, Italian legend Valentino Rossi. And going into qualifying, uh, he certainly pulled out something from his hat, pulled the rabbit out of the hat, and what a great qualifying performance it was. I don't think anybody expected it, but he certainly was able to pull it off. And, and you know, it's one of the things that, that you gotta love about the Italian fans. And it's one thing coming from the United States, coming from America, that I've always appreciated and respected is the passion. It's what makes our sport so great, actually, is the purity and passion that the fans are able to show, the riders are able to exhibit through their riding, and they certainly showed that to Valentino Rossi when he got pole position on Saturday. Now let's talk about the other riders on the front row. Uh, Jorge Lorenzo. What a terrible season he's had so far. He's had basically only a three races, no points where he scored. He's he struggled, not so much in getting in a good lap time, but he has struggled in his ability to be able to maintain that pace after getting relatively good starts in the race. But he's fading. 
Now, Ducati, he's talked about this, have been, he's been asking for a longer fuel tank. The reason why that is, very simply, and Marco Lucanelli, when he was my teammate at Honda in the first couple of years of HRC, he asked for the same thing, a longer fuel tank. Some that can be your length of arms. It also could be your riding position and, and stability and support. And in Hori's case, Hori Lorenzo's case, he wants the gas tank longer, moves him back, is able to get him a little better extension on his arms to be able to maintain under heavy braking and, and even in direction change to have more support. He can use his lower body. I've always said, and, and I'm, I'm the same way, that lower body is critical as far as, as to your support and anchor. It allows you to be able to rest and keep your other upper body more relaxed to you have a better feel with the bike. That's what a bike is all about, that connection with the motorcycle, with the handlebars, with your hands, being able to keep it as relaxed as possible. Not only allows you to have better feel with the motorcycle, but it also, in Hori's case, what he was looking for is, is support so that as the race goes on, because the Ducati, as, as many everybody talks about, is certainly a more physically demanding bike to ride than, let's say, the, the M1, the Yamaha they came from, and so it requires more, it's more physically demanding, and that has taken its toll on him as the race goes on. He gets tired. And when you're not comfortable on a motorcycle anyway, which we know he hasn't been up until maybe this past weekend, it hasn't been, it certainly can make it more difficult and you're working harder to try to maintain the pace or run the pace than on a bike that you're more relaxed and comfortable on. And so they gave it to him. And, and from what I understand, it, they've been giving him just incremental increases in the, in the length of the gas tank, but they finally gave him one that was um, more uh, more stretched and and maybe it paid off. It certainly looked like it. But he was second on the grid. Maverick Rinales uh, was the other rider who was on the front row, third on the grid. And Maverick's another example of a rider who's struggling with his mindset. You can see it's taken an emotional toll on him also of uh, the struggles of what he feels that Yamaha promised him. He said this in the press after the race that he, Yamaha had said that they were going to give him a bike that was competitive. And it seems to be the same pattern, that as soon as the bike, the, the fuel load um, bleeds down as the race goes on, and also the tires are not as new, some of the, and maybe the grip goes away, he seems to be able to then maintain the pace. Uh, he seems to, as he did in qualifying, he put in a good quick lap, one lap. But he struggles. He's talked about the stability of the motorcycle. Just He seems, again, similar to what Jorge on the Ducati, obviously for different reasons, but still working hard, and, and that takes its toll. And, it's, and when you're working too hard on a bike, when, when you don't really have that relationship, that comfortable relationship, what, what suffers is your consistency and your ability to run that consistent lap time in the race, which is what is required to be able to maintain not only contact in front or lead the race or possibly win the Grand Prix. But in Maverick's case, it just it, it is interesting that we see how he started out at the beginning of 2017 in winter testing. Remember, he was he was quickest, won the first three races, and then has struggled basically since then. And he shows moments of brilliance, but it you know he just signed this new two-year contract with Yamal, and he seems to already be really frustrated and struggling. Hopefully, it'll get together, everything will work out and, and, and get together for him.
Before we move on to everything else, let's, let's kind of talk a couple of things. Michele Pirro, what an incredible crash that was at, in, in FP1. He crashed coming up over the rise and going down into turn one. The bike gets unstable there. It, it gets pretty light. It was that way in my day, up over that rise. And and especially what, what you can't really see from the TV is just how steep that, that downhill is going down into turn one. At that speed, heavy on the brakes, just as you crest over the hill and the bike settles, you have to really get on the brakes hard. And it lifts up the rear because of the slope of the the track, but also just because you're putting on that load on the front, going to the front brakes. And and he was out of out of shape. And I didn't see the crash. Saw the photo. I'm sure some of y'all did too. But he was very fortunate that it threw him forward because of the speed he was going. That it threw him forward. So he kind of glanced. Obviously hit the ground very hard, knocked him out. But he was able to get up and and uh, or no broken bones, and and he's going to be okay. And that certainly is good for that. Little shout out to Bradley Smith, who obviously was maybe hoping to get the second Tech 3 KTM ride, but that went to the uh, Malaysian rider Saffron. Uh, and what's going to happen with Bradley Smith? We'll have to wait and see. He's talked about that if he can't get a test ride or some sort of stay connected inside the MotoGP paddock, then he would maybe consider retiring. Uh, he doesn't have any interest, he said, in going back and racing on stock bikes, maybe in the Superbike or BSB or World Superbike. So anyway, I know for the British UK fans, um, or the British fans here in the UK, we'll have to have to see and let's keep our fingers crossed that Bradley's able to get at a place that he would certainly like to. Uh, Cal Crutchlow uh, qualified, you know, right in there, uh, second, third row, like like you would expect. And then in the race, I felt rode, rode a good race considering he's really struggled. Obviously, uh, in the last few races, had crashes while while running up front and close to the front. And for him, the most important thing was to, I feel, is to score some points, as any of us I would feel the same way. The um, Mark Marquez going into the weekend, they had tested there a few weeks ago. And him and Danny Petrosin and Mark unofficially set a new track record. So you felt it that he was going to go good at, at Magello. It's a track that, that suits him uh, from the standpoint you can be aggressive there. Uh, obvi obviously, the issue is always is tire maintenance and tire performance. And if Michelin brings him a, a strong enough front tire, that will last him the entire race. So that was always going to be an issue. And, and you could see he had his crash like he normally does. In practice, it was a low side, but he was okay. And so going into the race, um, it was unexpected. He didn't qualify as well as, as, we, as I thought he would, but he certainly was going to be ready to go. And so as we got to the race, the start of the race, Jorge Lorenzo got out front like he has shown many times, but could he maintain that pace? And as the race went on, he showed that he could. Mark Marquez really pushed hard in the beginning. In fact, he collided with Daniel Petrucci uh, in, in the second corner. And Daniel, after the race, actually made a comment about, because they had had a meeting uh, before, about there would really be penalties handed out if something would be happening. He felt Mark maybe took uh, took some liberties there. But you could see that Mark knew that he needed to be aggressive. And he actually said after the race that he didn't feel like 
even though what happened, and he did crash about four or five laps into it, that he he didn't feel he would have the pace to compete with, with Jorge. So that was interesting uh, that Mark felt that. But as the race went on and Jorge just kind of steadily stretched it out, never getting out of the 1 minute 48 second lap for the first 20 laps of the race. From that very first lap, once he got in that rhythm, he maintained it. That is all that it obviously he needed to be able to do is to believe he could do it, get a bike. Obviously, the setup of the bike, uh, they've been working on that, and it's, and it's paid off. And, and for him, the relief that obviously he would feel of... You know, because of what's been said, knowing, I, I believe he's known he's going to be leaving Ducati uh, for a while, uh, even though Ducati has not really said that. But you could see that that, that certainly was a relief. I could feel that watching him and the excitement that he felt. Davizioso in second doing what he needed to do, considering he has struggled, obviously, the last few races to score points losing so much to Mark Marquez and as far as the point standings goes. So he needed to, to if he if he could have won the race, I believe he would have tried. But you could see he eased up those last few laps doing exactly what he needed to and almost eased up too much with Valentino Rossi catching him right up on, on the back on his back wheel going into the last lap. But it's pretty safe second place for Dovey. Great run for Valentino in third position. Um showing considering that Maverick and, and Johan really struggled over the weekend to get grips, especially in the heat with the Yamaha and the grip issues that they had. Great ride for Valentino, following up that pole position to get on the podium, and you saw that in the excitement from all the fans at, at Magello, uh, the yellow, yellow mist. So it was great to see that, very much exciting. I want to wrap up the show talking about two riders, though, change of fortunes over the weekend. One is Danny Petrosla, who this is 12th season as a MotoGP rider with the HRC team. And, and I've said this many times. I've been so impressed over the years with what Danny can do on a MotoGP bike, as powerful as it is, and with his size. And it's not, it's not being critical of his size. It's just respect for how he's learned to use the leverage of the motorcycle, the movement of the bike to control it. And I respect that because as a kid, that's what I had to do. And I had to ride, learn to ride a motorcycle. And it what has given me this incredible ability to understand what a motorcycle can do and how to work with it. And not only that, as Danny and his riding, but it's the way that he's done it and the style that he's, he's done it. And he showed that when they parted ways this week with HRC, between him and HRC, is there was no bitterness, there was no one's words. He said, thank you, and I appreciate everything you've done for me personally and professionally in the job. And so Danny's done a great job. And, and you know, it, he knew it was coming. You could see that. He qualified 20th. He had his crash early in the race, and, and he certainly wants to end the season better, and I think he'll come back the rest of this year. They are, they are going to announce... He, he said he will have some news in Barcelona uh, next week. So it'll be interesting to see where he could go from there, what team or, or what's going to happen. We'll have to see on that. The opposite in that, obviously, is Jorge. And Jorge's now going to be taking Danny Petrosa's place on the HRC team. Did that just come about after his win on Sunday? Maybe. You know, they may, may have had some talks about it. They were going to certainly, he said, something would be announced by Barcelona or maybe at Barcelona. So, change of fortunes. It's one of the great things at a race. It can change on a Sunday afternoon with a great performance. And Jorge certainly did that. There was talk of him, maybe him retiring. 
before the race, and he put all that speculation to, to rest. So it'll be interesting to see as they change bikes next year and when Horry becomes Mark Marquez's teammate and what could happen from there. But we still have a lot to go this season. Will Horry be able to win another race for Ducati? We'll have to wait and see. Mark will certainly come back, and the other riders will be chasing him. I'm looking forward to the race in Barcelona next week. I hope you are too. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.